Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182. Again, that's 800-238-9182. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Nobody will like the show. I'm Fred Penny, your host. Welcome, everybody. Don't you just hate people that are negative in your life? I just seem like I run into people that are like all the time saying, oh, you'll never make it. I had that this week, and I just thought I'd uh, let everybody know my Eeyore impression. Radio Law Talk, welcome. Maybe people will like us. Hey, Denise Dirks and Todd Cunin, and appreciate you having here. My co-host, I'm Frederick Benny. With Cal Hunter, our producer, that was just an off-the-wall thing, 855-LAW-RADIO. Remember, we're talking about uh, general topics of law. We're not giving you legal advice. Seek local counsel. We are going to have a great time. This is the one of the – I'm going to say it's going to be one of the more interesting uh, radio law talks we've ever done. Um, not the most interesting because Durst by far was the most interesting one, and we're going to talk in detail about Mr. Durst, what's going on there. But it's the 12th of June, 2021. And I tell you what, we're going to talk about one thing. Usually, you know, we have case or no case. Believe it or not, ready for this? And I want you to picture this. Because, you know, we're on radio and we can't show video. I want you to picture this in your mind. So sit back and relax and picture this. Picture a lady on her little scooter. And it's those little scooters for the disabled. You know, they cruise around. And or someone, yeah, someone that has a disability of some sort. And um, a low-speed chase by a police officer, sirens blaring, and the lights going to pull pull her over (laughs) as she's doing nine miles an hour, then arresting her uh, for a number of reasons. And we're going to talk about this and what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about, oh, she goes to court and everything's no, it goes to the appellate court. It goes to it goes to the appellate court. You know, it's not like this is take. Okay, come on. It. I mean, it is the most interesting. I'd say odd case I've dealt with in many many years. We're going to talk about the low low speed wow. scooter case, and that's a very interesting one. We're going to talk about a frustrated judge, and we're we're going to kind of get in and and, and as attorneys, uh, Todd and I and Denise, and talk a little bit about. 
what it's like sometimes to hang out with judges and and believe it, they're human too, and we all know that, duh. But they they do make mistakes, and or they do have times that they just they're pushed to the edge, and uh, they jump on us as attorneys. And there's been times attorneys have snapped back, and we're going to talk a little bit about the fun behind the scenes on stuff like that. Uh, Avenatti, we're, he's in the news again. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Robert Durst. You know what? <laughs> this is and Cal, what I uh, what I want you to do. We've got plenty of time because we're going to do a case or no case first. Okay. But make sure you have the Robert Durst uh, the the the, the uh, spot prepared this afternoon. I mean, I'd say probably what within the next half hour we're going to talk about it, or maybe forty five minutes where he uh, you know talks to himself in the bathroom. So just to be prepared in, in, in for the de- for later. But um, we, we really love being here. Remember, this is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. And we have a couple of new affiliates, and I'm going to look them up uh, while uh, Denise and Todd just say something really quick. I'm something look really quick. Yeah, really quick. How about profound? Yeah, okay, so what one word responses to to Fred's uh, mm-hmm. stretch time, stretch no, time? No, no, it's not stretch time. I just want to look up. I want to look yeah. up. So, so that he can look something up and, and not have to try to talk. No, I can How are you doing today, Denise? I'm great. I had I had a very tough week, but it was rewarding. That's that's outstanding. Outstanding. All right, here we are. Uh, KBFS Belforch, right? South Dakota. It is near Sturgis, South Dakota. Which, those of you who don't know, that's where they have the once-a-year big Harley uh, motorcycle party or event, right? Where um, we're going to do Radio Law Talk it, next it, week. I'm going to say the complete, <laughs> the, the complete opposite of the one that's in uh, Nevada, right? Hmm. <laughs> What's the big thing in Nevada? I think that's kind of the opposite type of party. The Burning Man? Burning, I'd like the Burning Man and the uh, Sturgis event to, to like... Uh, well, what, coincide. What about or, the Alfalfa Festival at the Amargosa Valley? That's true too. I think there's more than alfalfa out there. <laughs> and, and I believe it's I, I believe it's pronounced Belfouche. Belfouche. That's what that's I was right. going to ask you. Belfouche, South Dakota. Uh, and then we've got KYDT Pine Haven, Wyoming, thirteen one hundred three point one FM. And again, uh, KBFS in South Dakota is fourteen fifty AM. So KYDT, Pine Haven, uh, Wyoming, 103.1 FM. I wonder if Thank there's a, wonder if there's a KBFF out there. K, best friends forever. Oh, BFF. That would be, <laughs> that would be a nice little call, call letters to have. Yeah. Yes, especially in the era of social media. Absolutely. If you want to join us on social media, uh, you can go to our Twitter account at Radio Law Talk. We've got an Instagram account. We've got – you just type in Radio Law Talk in, in any of this stuff. We're all over the place. Facebook, whatever you want, and uh, join us. Uh, comment. If you want to comment, email us at info at radiolawtalk.com and 855-LAW-RADIO to call in. That's 855-529-7234. Cal, you know, before we get into the case or no case, in fact, uh, yeah. tell me about your day. How you been? I haven't talked. Our producer, Cal Hunter, is a three-time Emmy Award nominee but never, never a winner. Never a winner, But yeah. we're trying to try to figure out a way to make his life a little bit better by, uh, you know, maybe winning a radio you know, program. Well, my life is perfect. I have not won a Marconi Award. I have not won any of those kinds of awards, but my wife was kind to me this week, and actually I made one classic marriage error today. I went outside, got home from work yesterday, and and, uh, I said, uh, hey, when's dinner going to be ready? But, But the problem is I did it while she was mowing the lawn. 
Oh. And so, no, no, no. While you're in your lounge chair, right? <laughs> I saw a movie last night, and I'm trying to think of what it was called. It was with um, Gardner. What's his name? James Gardner. James Gardner and mm-hmm. Sally Field. And it's about Sally Field going uh, and getting a divorce and bringing her son out to this this Southern California desert ranch. And, and it was the corniest, uh, most B movie I've ever seen in my life. My wife made me watch it because she likes those type of movies. And, and actually, it was... <laughs> Not it was, quite Hallmark. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to say a step below. And it, funny, it had two uh, you know well-known actors and actress, well-known actor and actress... But uh, it was kind of cute. You know what I do miss, Cal? And mm. you brought that up. I kind of miss the days of the simple movies. Yeah. Right? They're, you know, the corny thing. Oh, my gosh. James Gardner happened to show up at the same time Sally Field showed up. And they're both single at the drugstore. Oh, they happened to show up at the movie theater at the same time. Hey, mm. what are you doing here? Oh, and they happen to show everywhere. They happen to show up together. At the same then time. you should watch the Hallmark movies because Absolutely. that's exactly what happens yeah. there. Yeah, it, it, it's it, almost predictable, <laughs> but that's <laughs> why that's why it's so enjoyable. To be honest, you know what? It's one of those things that just brings you back to nostalgic times and simple. You know, now they're just so high tech. They got to keep you going all the time. You got to stay focused because everybody, you know, they're used to their iPhones and everything happening fast now. One effect world. every so, two so, seconds, yeah. though. Yeah. So, so was this a uh, was this was was this what Murphy's romance? Was? Yes, that's it. Murphy's romance. So Murphy, this, this B movie that you're describing. Yes, Murphy's romance. That uh, let's see, the nominated. James Garner was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor. <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, right. Let's see, Best Choreography nominee. What? Um, that was 1981. What? 1981. In 1986. 86. It just goes to show yes. you even great, uh, even bad movies can be saved by great actors. <laughs> that's no, but, right. no, that's right. No, Cal, that tells you 1986 what the movie were like is what I'm telling you. It was a dry period for movies. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, but it was the most predictable. But it was a great, relaxing flick that made you happy, you know? The the Fred Penny critique. We saw this cheesy movie about dinosaurs, Jurassic something. I don't know. By by Steve Spellberg. I don't know what his name was. (laughs) Well, I got one more thing to tell you after the break, and then then we're going to go into Case or No Case. All right, we hope you'll stay tuned because we do have more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on many of your favorite radio stations and, of course, on RadioLawTalk.com where we stream live and where our podcasts are. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. 
These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. You know, you know, we're getting old when you realize that uh, you were going to say something else at the, after the end of the break, and I don't remember what it is, so it must not have been important. But mm. everybody's here for one reason, Cal. You know that, and that's the reason is case or no Now case. it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, you're free to play along at home and in your car, but remember, no wagering. Just you know, just a, a rule of thumb here. Matthew's dad, Glenn, was a famous football coach. He worked in a huge stadium, one of the largest in the land. 
The time came for all of the seats in the stadium to be replaced because they're out in the weather all the time, you know. And Matt got an idea. He prepared a bid to buy all of the old seats in the stadium so he would cut them up or break them up and sell them as souvenirs. Matt's glad uh, dad, Glenn, did not like that plan. So Matt went to an attorney and said, hey, my dad is blocking this enterprise, and isn't it up to the school administration and not my dad whether I can do this? I want to know if this is a case or no case. Fred, you get to start today. Wow, you're going to have me start on yeah, this. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so Alabama wanted to cut up the Alabama's coach's son. Wanted to, oh, did I say Alabama? You're Denise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe it was Alabama. What's the coach Saban, right? Coach Saban. Maybe he, it was his son. Uh, Is you know his what? name did, Glenn? No, Coach Saban. No, Luke. no, no, but he, no, but it's, Nick, he, Nick. He, don't forget, he's changing names, Cal is. Oh, that's So the good. answer is, can uh, an individual go in there and work specifically with a school uh, uh, to sell uh, memorabilia from uh, the old seats? The answer is yes, they do. And they do that all the time, by the way, Cal. That is not unusual. No, I know, yeah. And, but what does it have to do with the dad and the son? Uh, that is a case in the sun. I'm going to say it's a case because it's. I would normally say this is bizarre and stupid, but you know what? It's you gave us so little detail and uh, made it sound like it's just some made up case, but it's not. It's a real case because the dad <laughs> probably stopped it and and the son decided to sue. Uh, oh, he hired a lawyer. What did you say? Did you say hired a lawyer or sued? Well, I said he went to, he a, went to a lawyer and asked the lawyer if it was case or no case. Oh, you know, that's what happens so, all the time. Okay, well, I think this is a real case, and um, the son loses. All right, by the way, all of our setups are short this uh, this week. I'm, I'm trying to find a happy medium. Mr. Kunin, what say you? Oh, I tried to find a happy medium, but she still wanted to charge me <laughs> to read my poems. Say, I was so, going to say. You know. Uh, okay, so a uh, question here. So I'm glad you said how, palms. How old is, how old is, what's his name, Matt? How old is the He's son? an adult. He's an adult. Yeah, and he works for the same school as his father. Okay, and what specifically did his father do other than say, I don't think that's a good idea? He said, there could be a conflict of interest. You're my son. I'm not sure this is a wise approach. People might think you're profiting because you're my child. Okay. Well, so I, I think that if that's all that dad did, it didn't act as a prohibition on the activity. He just offered his. I mean, the kid did go to the dad and say, what do you think? And dad says, I don't think so. So um, I, I think that because he solicited dad's opinion, dad gave the opinion kid didn't like it, but hey, you asked. Uh, I don't think it's a ripe controversy yet. The school board certainly hasn't stepped in to prevent him from doing what he wanted to do at this point per the facts given. So I'm going to say this is a scenario but no case. Alright, fair enough. Ms. Dirks, what say you in the matter between Matt and Glenn, father and son? So Matt could sue Glenn for interference with prospective business advantage. That is a cause of action. Mm -hmm. And um, he could get damages, but he'd have to show that he actually had the contract and that his father somehow interfered and stopped him from having that contract and that the damages are more than speculative. Oh, so you're saying Matt would have had to have the deal signed first and then Dad would have had to step in later. Is that Correct. what you're suggesting? That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Because of all of that, if, 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 
this is like the, exactly the kind of scenario that Cal would come up with. And unfortunately, I have to agree with Todd. Yes. No case. Okay. Now, here's the point. I will give each of you one extra point if you can name either the school or the coach. I'm going to give you one shot at it. Fred, you said yours was Saban, Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Mr. Kunin, what do you think? You know, I, I'm going to go with Fred, Saban, Alabama. Okay. Fa- fair enough. What do you I say? don't know. I'm guessing Auburn. Okay, not Oregon. <laughs> I w- knew Oregon wouldn't be involved in something that like that. Oh, no way. oh the Oregon Duck girl. <laughs> but, she, but she throws the Al- other Alabama school under the bus. Yep. All right. For those of you who said this is a case, Me. that would be Mr. Fred Penny. All I can say to that is, well, congratulations. Yes! Okay, oh, <laughs> let me tell you before you go on, Cal, I, I pegged it because of I knew Cal was making it sound like Oh, this is just so stupid. That why is why it's a case. Well, let's uh, move forward here then. Yes. Matthew decided to file his action in federal court. Yes. Where the judge said, this is a stupid lawsuit. Case yes. dismissed. <laughs> Matthew. I love winning. Matthew Schembechler. Against oh, your Bo. father, Michigan athletic director, Bo. who was part of the administration and head coach. Glenn Edward Bo Schembechler. So that's it. That's case or no case. And Fred, Cal, that congratulations. Was great. congratulations. That one was great, Cal. I Thank get you. To, you gotta get on the, that was awesome. You know what's interesting about that is unlike other unlike other football teams, and I'm not saying that other football teams don't do this, but Michigan prides itself, and this really got going before Schembechler and then when he was the coach. On the athletes becoming what they termed a Michigan man. Right. right. And it was all about that dealing, was the culture. With, right. dealing with integrity and being uh, above reproach and, and just being fairly. And and this case here, I mean, you could see Bo Schembechler's idea as being a Michigan man, why he thought that might be a conflict of interest. And so he stays right. away for it. Right. And then I think that anybody looking at would say the filing of the lawsuit against dad would be the antithesis of being a Michigan man. Yep. So just Isn't really that unique. crazy? What a great case. I wonder how long ago that was. It was a while ago. It Cal? was in the 1980s. Schembeck okay. was now yeah. deceased. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next hour, I'm going to take uh-huh. you on case or no case to the great state of New Jersey. Nice. So we'll see you guys. Hang on. Keep your seatbelts on. We got more Radio Law Talk. Cal, take us out. All right. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station. Remember, we're live also on RadioLawTalk.com every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific. Now this. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? 
said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218-800-711-9218-800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734. It's on the web at oa.org. That is Armadillo. Stop whining. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Uh, I'm Jennifer Grace Guyman, okay? I'm Jennifer Grace Guyman from Oregon. All right, ready for this? Do, 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 I'm cruising in my little old scooter, do, 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 to go to the Walmart. Dispatches to 504, I got a woman on a scooter traveling at a low rate of speed, not wearing a helmet, uh, lights and sirens blaring. She's not pulling over. Roger, uh, 514, can you please tell me what was the nature of the offense? Well, she was riding a scooter out of the Walmart, not wearing a uh, not wearing a helmet, kind of going along there. She's not pulling over, clear safety risk. Might need to go taser. What are all those cop cars? What are they following? Bystanders uh, standing around. They're starting to make a scene here. I'm going to go I don't ahead understand. I'm going to do a pit maneuver, maybe take her wheels off from underneath her. Oh, my gosh. She's crossing the Chetco River now. All right. We, we got her down. Uh, we might have to go hands-on custody oh, no, here. I'm hitting nine miles an hour. Ma'am, ma'am, listen, you have to wear a helmet. If you're going to be on the scooter, you have to wear a helmet. I was going nine miles an hour to Walmart. Yeah, but this isn't Ronnie. My kitty has no food. This isn't a Ronnie Montrose song, Bad Motor Scooter. You got to you gotta get going here. Oh, my gosh. They're arresting her. Oh, no. They're putting her poor little feeble arms into Handcuffs. Handcuffs. We, we, we've got chopper coverage. This is worse. Than and the they're calling a tow truck for the scooter. This is worse than the OJ slow speed <laughs> chase. Uh, I, I think Al Cowlings is involved. Maybe he was driving the scooter. <laughs> this is an actual scenario <laughs> that occurred. In right Oregon. up until the Al Cowlings part. <laughs> yeah, Brookings, Oregon. I believe it was Brookings, Oregon, where a lady by the name of Jennifer Grace Guyman was cruising in her little disabled scooter, probably seven to nine miles per hour. And the officers noted, noticed that she was, number one, riding on the sidewalk. And number two, she was not wearing a helmet. As per the code, she has to wear a helmet. <sighs> what an absolute... Can you see the officers that day? You know, Charlie, it's been a little bit rough this week. Uh, we've had only one uh, ticket we had to give. What else we got going on today? Ooh, look at... There's We're Ms. under quota. We better go act look, on this there's one. There's Miss Guyman. <laughs> oh, wait, there's no quotas. Okay, whatever. And so anyway, they pull her over and they say, look, you, you got to wear your helmet. You've got to get off the sidewalk. 
and she's disabled. I, I don't want to go through all her disabilities. And uh, she basically looks at them and drives off. <laughs> just says, a girl. I'm heading home. And she's on her way home. <laughs> and they, they, they follow her with a, quote, high-speed or low-speed chase. And they actually put that in the complaint. They arrest her. They have lights going on. Lights, sirens, they have sirens too. going on. And and can you see it? Uh, nothing going on today. But the uh, let's see, we're just going to do the donkey races, and we're going to do the uh, cattle drive. But oh no, we got Miss Guyman uh, being chased by the police. They uh, arrest her. Here's the thing that's the scary part. What's well, weird? Go ahead, Denise. But they way way overcharged her. Right, right, Good right. But it's not just overcharged. You think okay, this ended at the at the the courts had come on. No, this went all the way to the appeals court. So tell us what happened, Denise. It was kind of what? How far did they go? Why did they go too far? Well, they arrested her not only for not wearing a helmet, but they arrested her for attempting to elude or flee the police. <laughs> okay, picture the scooter. Hey, that's yes. a gateway crime. I mean, it starts out trying to elude the police on your scooter. Next thing you know, somebody's selling crack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what's unusual about this case is that the appellate court. Literally granted the acquittal sua sponte, which means of their own accord, they just absolutely said we're we're dismissing this. We're she's acquitted. Yeah. She's she's off. Because usually, tell me why that Denise it goes back usually down they, to the lower court. Exactly. Usually, they put it down to the lower court. And they give the lower court another chance. But here, they said, "Hey, this was a scooter. It's not even a motorized vehicle. It doesn't qualify for fleeing. It doesn't qualify for eluding." I like the judge's comments on just not just the, this offense, but the entire uh, system of prosecution, because and, and this is it's a little bit of a longer quote, but I think it's very telling where the court said here, the gravity of the error and the ends of justice move us to exercise exercise our discretion to correct the error. The actions of the state in this case, from the police officer's decision to pursue the defendant in a low speed chase for the $25 specific fine traffic violation of not wearing a helmet to the prosecutor's decision to pursue a felony charge under these circumstances, all the way to the attorney general's office's decision to defend those decisions on appeal should not be ignored. the, the 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 state the government read between the lines the dog. government from the cop all the way to the attorneys arguing on appeal this court says you guys are just all wet now, you know you i have wrong. run this through the actual legalese translator here and and what the judge said was this can you guys just lighten up for a minute, please? I think there was more than the word lighten. <laughs> I think the <laughs> appellate judges are. To, you know, you know, you know they. You know what happened? They get that in their in their chambers, and they're like, and it's just this. This is exactly what happened. All right, you got the uh, case of the Oregon scooter case. Yeah, let's let's. Okay, it's the Guyman case. All right, let's all read it. All right, everybody read it. Any comments? No, just play this. Hmm. Comments. Hmm. Like they're all staring uh, at each other like, sure, what? Sure glad we got to waste our time on that, <laughs> yeah, Your Honor. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, when I, was, uh, when I first became a deputy district attorney way back in 2005, I had the benefit. The elected DA it was a smaller county, and the elected DA could come in and actually talk to the new attorneys. It wasn't one of those where you never see the elected DA. And he gave me the best piece of advice. That was my second, third day on the job. And he said, you know, I want you to remember this. 
There's the can we analysis, and then there's the should we analysis. And you'll find that oftentimes prosecutors, if they don't check themselves, always gravitate to what they can prosecute, and they sometimes forget, should we prosecute this? But I don't want you to ever forget that. And I, I held that my entire career as prosecutor in two different states. Some have issues that they think, yeah. they, oh, I can, I'm going to do it and push my career. That's what they, you've got to be careful of. But don't you think police officers occasionally need to ask themselves that same thing? I mean, it's not just the prosecutorial line of the, of the justice system. There's a point, you know, where you interface with the public. Don't you think that question should be asked then? I, I'm not. I'm going to disagree with you on the use of the word occasionally. I think that law enforcement officers should make that analysis every time they encounter somebody. Now, most of the time, it's going to lead to an arrest. But if they do that analysis, can I? Yes. Should I? Yes. It, it, now they're safe. But if they forget to do that, right. you're going to get people arrested on stuff that. Uh, but you got to be careful. Probably shouldn't. On, on jumping on the police officer side, sometimes they have. This is a unique situation. But a lot of times they have a half a second to make that decision, right? Or a second. So, um, you know, we're not here to bash officers at all. No, no, no. We we just, I'm just making the point that when you've got right. a little old lady in a scooter, oh, well, somebody that's... there should have looked at someone else and said, Well, wait a minute. Really? They had time. They, you know what? This was like three weeks in a row. She's driving um, on the sidewalks and she's not wearing a helmet and we've given her warnings. Right. We need to make a point here. That's probably what happened. I bet Could you be. that's exactly you know, what And then they just overcharged thinking that it was going to make the point and it you should not have been overturned. Let her keep riding and give her the $25 fine. Yes. Just like that movie. What was that movie I just told you about that I watched with Jen? Murphy, Murphy's Romance. Murphy's Romance. And guess what? That was the one he kept parking in front of his his drugstore and because they and they they put in a uh, little uh, parking meter and this is in the 80s and he got mad about it because he's been there forever you know and he his family grew up in that little town and so he'd pay that they would give him tickets constantly he'd go pay the pay the fine every single month and they finally tore out till he he have all these posters and stuff saying this is ridiculous and finally they tore out it shows a scene of them tearing out the the little uh, parking, parking meter. meter, yeah. And so Pick your fights. That sounds like a Pick sweet show. Okay. It actually is not a bad. My wife's like, "Do you want to turn it off?" I said, "No, it makes you feel good. It's a feel good show." Speaking of uh, feel good and judges, uh, judge, it was interesting how we've talked about. Uh, and again, I'm still shocked about this Oregon case. The the lower court judge should have said, "Come on, man, this is ridiculous." Trial but, judge should have tossed. Yeah, this thing. that's what I'm saying. But but what what's going on uh, we have a frustrated judge uh, about the major league baseball all-star game being moved out of atlanta todd that's yep your alley you are an absolute and uh, you're an announcer and a prosecutor, former, former prosecutor, prosecutor and defense attorney. So, so and yeah. a women announcer for baseball. That's right. That's right. I was actually. Are you on, called announcer or broadcaster? Uh, I was play-by-play play guy. Play-by-play play man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chief cook and bottle washer sometimes, but uh, yeah. yeah, I was doing a game last night. That's why I'm a little sleepy this morning. Um, yeah, when we come back, we're going to talk about this case here. Make sure. Yeah, we talk about this case. What happened is. For those of you, we'll set it up really quickly. For those of you that know, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is supposed to be played in Atlanta this year. However, because of a recent change in their voting law, Major League Baseball decided to move the game, and an outside group has come in to try to force the game to be reinstated and played in Atlanta. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how the federal judge that was hearing this case initially responded to the lawyer's arguments. Kind of interesting. And then Mm. we're going to expand on that. We'll be back.
All right, stay tuned. As Fred and Todd have told you, there's more Radio Law Talk coming right up right here, and we hope you can stay tuned for that. We'll continue in a moment. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. 
Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. I like the Amadrosa Valley. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. Todd, you were talking about this Major League Baseball All-Star Game case. Yeah. So the, the, the lawyer for this group, I'm trying to find the Jobs Creator Network. That's the uh, group that was seeking to uh, file to get a, a judge to grant an injunction forcing Major League Baseball to move the All-Star game back to Atlanta. He starts making his argument. And, and really, you know, he went in and was trying to argue essentially the merits of the law that was passed in Georgia that was the reason why they decided to move the All-Star game. And essentially, the judge cut him off. And the, the judge's reasoning, and I agree with the judge's reasoning, whether or not you agree with the law is irrelevant. What matters is... Can the judge force them to put the All-Star game back in Atlanta? And the merits or lack thereof, whatever your opinion is of the law, really has nothing to do with whether or not the court can force this game back to Atlanta. So this guy went in with, with all the arguments he wanted to make, which, you know, look, that may make for great press if you're doing a news conference or you want to talk to your, your base, your constituents or whatever, but it just had nothing to do with the court's authority to move this back. And the judge pretty much cut him off at the knees and said, uh, essentially, for God's sake, this argument is so muddled, it doesn't make any sense here. And and you know, when you're in court and you have a judge, you can tell by body language if the judge is buying your argument. That was one of the things when, we, when they said they were going to start doing these uh, Supreme Court hearings via telephone. A uh, pre-COVID, by the way, too. You mean via video conference? Well, they started out with telephones oh. on the U.S. Supreme Court. It was just a telephonic argument. And the big issue there was, I'm sorry, if you're making an argument, you need to tell from body language how the court is responding, which judges, you're, especially if it's an appellate panel, you got more than one judge. Okay, who looks like they're with me? Because I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to avoid the people that aren't. You can't tell any of that on the telephone. So... The point is, you'll start out you making an argument, and you need to judge the demeanor of the court when you're doing that. And if it is off, if they're giving you a look like, what the heck are you talking about? Things aren't going to go well for you. I'm sure we've all had that. Fred, you and I were talking about this uh, at the break here. You ever prepared an argument? And in your mind, it sounds so good. Now, like, this doesn't always have to be in the legal realm. It can be like if maybe you're going to have a discussion with your significant other. Maybe you're going to go in and ask for a raise in your job. But you have everything planned out. And you are confident right up until the time you open your mouth to make the argument that you spent the last 24 hours preparing for. And you realize, 
I have built a house on sand. <laughs> you ever had that argument? Well, what's interesting about that, I was going to say, you can you, you look at the person's expressions and stuff like that. And I just uh, to throw out, an, I just wrote an article that came out on uh, PR Newswire, and it's in Yahoo New, Yahoo Finance News, etc. I think Market Watch picked it up. There's a number of uh, places that picked it up. It's about uh, we just had a jury trial, our law firm, with masked up jurors sitting all around the courtroom and behind the lawyers. And and part of it is exactly like you say, Todd, the judges even is masked up. The expressions, the body language, more than the body language, I'm going to add the expressions on their face. And it's difficult to determine what's going on with the expression on the face with the judge. Because you know as well as I do, you've seen the judges before roll their eyes, which you can kind of see, but their look, their mouth opens up or something in their expression, their smile or not smile. The way they look at you a lot of times is like, oh, my gosh, I'm going south. So the courtroom as theater, this is, this is not just a metaphorical term. It is literal in the sense that you've got to know where your audience is. And you've got to know your audience, how they're responding well, Cal, to what you're doing. At all times, not just the not just the judge, but the jury. Sure. Like the jury, you look at, I mean, when you try a case, you look at the jury. If they are getting bored, you could see it. That means, all right, you've made your point, move on, right? Denise, you do that all Absolutely. the time, too. You've well, got I don't to do jury, be, but... But you do judges. Yes. Move on or not. You could tell they're looking at you, give this look. But the jury... Sometimes they're like half of them are sleeping. It's like, okay, uh, I'm not getting my point across. But even when you're analyzing a jury, it's still, it still falls into the category of an educated guess. I did a lot of trials when I was with the DA's office. Um, and in those trials, as many as I had done, I remember one case in particular. Um, we were trying to have a guy committed to the state mental hospital from prison as a sexually violent predator. And you got to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. Twelve members of the, of the community, the jury has to do that. And I thought as I looked out there, you know, the at least two I thought were in lockstep with this decision to go ahead and that they were going to vote my way. And they were the two that hung up. It, 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 the jury ended up being a, a hung jury. We had to look at retrying. It, it was uh, 10 to 2. And those were the two that went opposite what I was arguing. I thought, my gosh, from body language and the way they were interacting, I thought that they were in lockstep with the argument and everything was fine, but not so much. So so you, you, you can come close with looking at body language, but you don't always know unless it's a situation where you're trying to make an argument with your spouse or significant other, and then you always know. So you what about always know. So this baseball case, let's get back to that because the important part about this case that I, I loved was that she said you can't show that just being a Georgia resident is a protected class because they were taking away this um, this uh, all-star game from Georgia residences, uh, residents. And number one, and number two, you lack standing. Your plaintiffs lack standing. That means you haven't been damaged in any special way that you can um, actually state a cause of action and be able to carry on the suit. And so she, the judge in this case, actually dismissed the case, didn't she? Well, she, and it's, the, it's her frustration. I, I See, we all um, look at things different ways, but I looked at it as a frustration. And uh, But she, I don't think she dismissed it out of frustration. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying it was interesting to see her frustration. But the overarching uh, argument on. there, Fred, was, was uh, you take the game out, and then all the little businesses, all the little vendors, they all suffer because that's of the, that. That's a complete, so, yeah. yeah so to clarify, she did not dismiss the case. The, the, the case is not at the dismissal stage yet, but... 
based upon the attitude that she had toward the arguments. And she makes sense. I, mean, I don't know how these uh, folks that came in have standing. Essentially, people are aggrieved of the ones that should be the ones taking cases to court, and she felt that this group did not. But based upon the attitude that she had toward the case and the way that she was talking about it, it, it doesn't look good for the case moving mm-hmm. forward. But yeah. I think the plaintiffs have a choice to whether or not they're going to pursue it further. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's probably a technical way for them to proceed forward, but the court had not dismissed it at this point. Yeah, the, answer, the, the, the point that I was making on this that I like, and by the way, 855-LAW-RADIO, if you want to call an 855-529-7234, 855-529-7234 if you want to comment. Um, you know, what's interesting to me is just – it, 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 I reflected back at dealing with judges and judges dealing with attorneys. And you guys are all getting on the, the technicalities of this, which is great. And I, but, but me, I looked at the overall general issue of, hmm, I remember those days sometimes when you just, like Todd said, the judge isn't happy. And ju- sometimes judges snap at, at, at mainly the lawyers. They, it's pretty rare they'll snap at a plaintiff or a defendant. Uh, because, but the lawyers, it's like, you know better, right? You know better. And it's funny to see the younger lawyers sometimes, they'll argue back. <laughs> it's like, dude, I have so many, you know, no, no, the times I've sat there waiting for my my hearing, you know, and then someone's arguing, it's a young lawyer. Dumb lawyer, shut your mouth. He told you or she told you multiple times what, what she wants or he wants and just shut up and move on. Go to the next point and try to get the next point. Now, the, the tough thing for a lawyer is this. Oftentimes a court will come in and say, okay, we're, we're here today for this contested issue. You guys have both filed your briefs, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to make your arguments as well, but I'm going to tell you which way I'm leaning. And the court will go, and, and the court sort of tips their hand as to the way they're going. And they might even reference some things in briefs and stuff. And then they'll turn it over to the attorneys. Now, what arguments do you want to make? Now, a seasoned attorney can sometimes read the tea leaves and realize, if I try to make the argument that I wanted to make based upon what the court just said, it will not go well for me or my client. It's best for me at this point to just say, submitted, Your Honor, we're done. The problem is... Explaining that to your client afterwards when they wonder why you weren't jumping up and down on the table the way they see in the movies and on TV, and you're like, that would not have helped you, trust me. And it makes it difficult, but it goes to a seasoned attorney versus a not seasoned attorney. Right. Sometimes you take you take take the the three wins and 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 eat the two losses yep. in your argument. So we're gonna be back uh, hour number two, Cal. Uh, take us out and tell them what they're gonna enjoy about hour number two. Well, first off, there's a case or no case is going to take you to New Jersey. Let's not forget that. And then much more fascinating discussion with our super smart panel of lawyers. It's all coming up next, right here on Radio Law Talk, RadioLawTalk.com, of course and on many of your favorite radio stations. We're glad you're listening. We thank you. We'll continue in a bit. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been. 
full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership, competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.